Like, don't at me. The Passion Demon and Demon Slam or whatever album that was. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, he actually produced the album and didn't do well. He's like, yeah, I'm not fucking with you because they didn't make enough money. <laughs> yeah, me and Sharon was talking about that shit like this past weekend. That shit was <laughs> Well, yeah, we could probably got to, yeah, we could say that for another topic. We got to discuss that. Yeah. I was surprised too. <laughs> Don't at me. Dang. Episode 43, since we didn't toss to it yet. Um, if y'all are wondering, no, it's not Durant. I got the Westbrook on the old school. Running out of actual jerseys. Now I got the jersey tees. I got some in the closet I could bust out, some old ones. Jersey. Yes, sir. Um, docket number 43. We got uh, got a couple of good topics today. First one is a bit of an announcement. Chance. You have something. I mean, people have probably already seen it before, but I'll just let yeah, you jump people, into it, man. Um, people that like, you know, um, probably like follow me on Facebook or, uh, you know, you know, friends on Facebook or follow me on Twitter, or, you know, Instagram, anything, you know, close friends and shit, I definitely know. But, uh, yo, man, I'm doing something that's uh, probably like the most craziest shit I've ever done. I've done a lot of crazy shit. But um, – Today, I like kind of officially started my campaign, man. I'm I'm running for Congress, uh, right? Congressional District of Texas. Um, good shit, good shit. And uh, yo, it's you know uh, today is my 90th. I got 90 days to the election. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to do this thing. I'm actually self-producing. Uh, shot completely through iPhone and just footage from like Instagram stories and shit like that. Uh. Which is gonna like you know mash it all together, kind of documentary style, and uh, it's called Ninety Day Candidate, just like uh you know like Ninety Day Fiance, some shit like that, you know. So I don't know, man. Like, and I'm gonna sell it regardless, you know, win or lose after the election. So hopefully, you know, that 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 works out and shit. But I mean, I don't know. I'm actually confident that like I can actually win this thing. Like it's crazy, man, because I'm going against the like you know establishment Democrat. You know, she's 70 years old. It's her 13th term. Uh, I mean, she's in her 13th term right now. She's been in there 25 years since 1995. I mean, that's like, you know, like, that's literally since we've, like, been, like, in school and out. You know what I mean? That's, you know, most of our lives and shit. So, like, uh, you know, it's – and she's actually a personal friend of mine. Or I am my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, uh, it's no, like, hard feelings. It's not like I'm trying to, like, uh, like I'm against her and her politics. I can kind of, I feel like I could pick up wherever she left off. I mean, obviously she's been in there for so long. People are satisfied with her, but she's 70, you know, it's time for, it's time for a young nigga to get in there, you know, and it's me. So, you know, um, I actually start creating socials and things like that. Uh, we'll link them uh, in the, in the episode notes and all that stuff. So look out for it. My committee, my campaign is called a chance for Texas. So if you live in the 18th Congressional District of Texas, uh, which is like most of like urban Houston, 
um, like, you know, not like the burps and shit like that, then, uh, you know, y'all be my constituents. So, you know what I'm saying? If there's some issues y'all want me to get done, you know what I'm saying? I'll be that dude in Washington representing you in the house of representing. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, support that, you know what I'm saying? I got a little, little Osti right here, so I'm going to, you know, get it started. I wish I was here with me to, you know, pull up, but, you know, fuck it. I was going to say, man, like, I'm proud of you, bro. Congrats. Um, I know you're going to do extremely well. You know, you got us behind you, like backing you, full support. So just let us know how we can support you, you know. Right, yeah, because I know everybody can't vote. Everybody can't vote for me because I'm, you know, they may not live in my district or some shit like that. Uh, but uh, if you live in the hood, most likely you, <laughs> you're in my district. So, you know, uh, I'm going to be going around. I'm going to be on my feet, man, like either riding my bike. Once I get my materials, I kind of start designing, um, you know, little posters and things like that, you know. And, um, you know, I got help with other artists. You know, I'm outsourcing all my friends. I, I'm not spending more than $420 on uh, on this campaign. And, you know, and, hey, if y'all want some of that, oh, hey, who, gonna, who else will get that done? You know? So, y'all, hey, vote for me. <laughs> So speaking of voting, something we've all talked about before, look, we don't get into politics much, right? Um, and we're not going to get into politics per se. Not Here's the problem with politics. Politics has become reality TV. You know, I mean, it always has been, you know, people literally campaign, like a marketing campaign. You're making propaganda basically saying that the other side sucks your side is good. You know, muckraking really took over in, what, the 1900s, you know, uh, 20th century. I mean, it's always been a strategy, right? But uh, that's the problem with the way it is today. The way it is today is it's very people-centric, you know. Instead of focusing on uh, the problems and focusing on the actual issues at hand and how people want to address that, we have this black and white. And I say that, you know, figuratively in the sense of, you know, it's – right left this or that right or wrong there's no room for the middle the gray area you know and uh that's a problem altogether my biggest problem with the way that we get things done is the system the electoral college you know just i mean there's all kind of different things a lot of different problems with politics i think we can have a fair political conversation that has nothing to do with people and just talks about the system without ruffling any feathers. I mean, would you agree? I'm sure that you know, I agree. pretty unbiased. If we're just talking about the system itself, right? Definitely. I agree. And I just think that the system is fucking flawed. That's my opinion on that. I think the way we've been doing, like, the whole presidency stuff, is it's not working. It hasn't been working. Um, but, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. We can get deeper into it, like, a little bit later. I'll let you finish, you know, teeing everything up. I mean, that's really the tee-up, man. You know, it's yeah. – uh, the, the, I guess the question is, you know, a couple of different issues that stand out to me. One thing is the Electoral College. I'm with you. I think that's batty, bonkers, zoinks, whatever you want to say. Um, then you look at, uh, you know, the presidency itself. It, it's It's one person, okay, one leader, you know. I mean, it's not – necessarily you know uh, uh you know royalty or anything like that but you're entrusting the company the company the 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 country but really the company it really is the a company, company's though. image in one person you right. know so that i mean that's another topic but i mean we'll just start off with 
wherever. Jock, I mean, you, you had a couple of things in mind. We'll, yeah. just, we'll start so, there. So my thing is with that, I was watching the Patriot Act, Patriot Act on this too, and I suggest you guys watch that because it's a lot of good information. But they're saying that um, we should, as far as actual, actually voting, that we should actually uh, have a ranked voting system. Mm, I, yeah, I actually that. learned about that. I, it's tier voting or ranked voting. Right, right. So you, you get more than one choice. Yeah, you get more right. than one choice. Right, which is good. It's like so, by percentages. I just learned about that last week. Like, right, exactly. And I think that shit is dope. I think we should like go more towards that because it, that, to me, that's like a fair way of actual voting. Because look at Hillary and Trump, right? Didn't she – she won, like, the popular votes, correct, from my understanding? Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, the electoral, like, you know, Trump, of course. And then uh, we're the only place in, in the world that actually, like, when we do our debates and everything, we're going against each other, bro. I feel like I'm watching a reality show sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, it's very, like, I know it's entertaining, but it's like, damn, these are people that's going to be running our country, like, acting like this. So I just think, man, like, the ranked voting system is something that we should actually, like, lean more towards of doing. And you guys that's listening and watching, like, look that up. You know, so you can kind of see more what I'm talking about, but that's something that I think that needs to happen. Yeah. yeah. One thing uh, I was definitely going to say was, um, like, as far as uh, the debates, like the mudslinging can kind of get kind of tacky. Instead of we are on people that do that, that does look kind of bad on our part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks real bad. Point, you're not saying I'm right for these reasons. You're saying that person's wrong for those reasons, and more so saying they're just the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, and it's always like that. And like as you said, Mike, you know, you said it's like, you know, black and white, but it, you know, it's it's actually in since two thousand, it's been red and blue. It's literally Bloods and Crips right now. And like that's like how I've been, you know, telling you know the people that I've, you know, like the leaders or whatnot that, or just anyone that I've talked to that I've like, you know, that have been strangers, and I've kind of you know just been like, hey, well, you know, uh, the people around my neighborhood, especially because I know that they live in my district and shit. Like, uh, you know, I'm running, like, you know, fucking Democrats and Republicans, left and right, liberal, conservative. It's literally bloods and crips right now. Like, I mean, it, like you said, it's one side or the other. Like, you, there's there's no one in the middle. No one, there's no one in the middle right now. And that's why I'm running as an independent, because, like, I feel like I can't, like, I, I'm a, like, okay, I have, like, I'm very leaning liberal. Uh, I guess you would say on the, you know, a liberal conservative scale. But, like, I have a lot of conservative values, like, a lot of them. A lot of black people do, like, just period, like, without even knowing. But, you know, you think, you know, because, you know, Democrats and Republicans are not the same as liberal and conservative. You know, it's like, you know, you would, you put those, you put those each in a box together, you know what I'm saying? But it's not the same thing. But like I was saying, like, you know, I got a lot of conservative values. It's like, I, I'm a 2A supporter. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, fucking illegal immigration. Like, I mean, like, in the workforce, it, like, I mean, that's horrible. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have, like, and I really didn't kind of understand this shit until, like, this past, like, week or whatever. But I kind of started, like, a lawn business with, like, the, the little, my little homies and shit. Like, my little YGs that I hang out with and shit, play basketball with. Like, one of them brought me a lawnmower and everything. Like, we, like, really, like, started a business. And I'm also managing them rapping, too. So, y'all look out for them, you know what I'm saying? Fano and Trey. <laughs> but, um, like, dude, like, so I cut a few yards on my street. And I've asked, you know, my neighbors, I'm like, hey, you know, if you, um, 
you know, if you don't want to, you know, who, who cuts your yard? And they'll be like, oh, you know, so-and-so. They'll be like, oh, you know, the, the Mexican guys or something, shit like that. And, like, they didn't show up this past week because it was, like, raining or whatever. But, like, these yards, they look horrible. You know what I'm saying? And no one's came, like, to pick it up during the week. And so I'm like, yo, well, I'll cut it. And if you got someone 65 or, or older in your household, I'll cut it for free, just like Social Security. So I'm trying to get that community service as well. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, like, two people, like, next to me, like, kind of turned me down. It's like, oh, no, we're just going to stick with the guys that we have. It's like, dude, like, so you got some guy that's willing to cut your shit right now for free. Like, like, because both of them you know, like have, like, people older. You know what I'm saying? You'd rather keep paying somebody. So to like do that shit when I could do it, I see your yard every day. You know what I'm saying? It's across the street from my house. Like they don't, you know, you, you would rather keep paying those guys who like really like they're not even supposed to be working. You know what I'm saying? And I know this sounds bad and shit like that because like, you know, I, I believe that like, everyone should have a chance and shit, but you're paying these people cash because they can't, they're illegal. Literally. They're not even supposed to be working here, you know? And like, so I like on that side of that, like it just hit me. It's fucked up. They're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Tip your me and, yeah, me yeah. and six, me and three other kids, you know what I'm saying, are trying to like just help out. You know, you and want to like, know that you know what you're doing first, too, though. Well, like, man, but I mean, like, I, it's not like I didn't cut. cut three. It's not like I didn't cut like four yards, and like they see it. It's not like I cut like shitty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right there in the face. I and think, I'm just getting started, and I offered it for free, so it's like. Yeah. But I understand though, like yeah. you know, you don't cut into business and things like that. And so, my thing is too, man, like, just, just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Like, try, you know, explain to people, like, what you're doing, you're running, you know, um, which is pretty dope once again, you know, shout out to Chance. But just keep, you know, explaining to people, and then over time, kindness, man, kill them with kindness, you know. Oh, no, for sure. And, like, what's crazy is, dude, like, you won't believe that, like, the people who, like, I would think would be, like, you know what I'm saying? They're, like, oh, shit, like, for real? They're, like, oh, dude, like, that that's dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and because, like, they know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they don't talk about politics, but they follow it, you know, because it has to, it has to deal with them, you know? Like, um, especially, like, smart people. Like, you know, a lot of dumb people don't fuck follow it. I can tell y'all a story about that that I ran into, but that's something I'll do off the air because, like, it, wow. it was fucking crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that's that's where I am with that. Yeah, Gary, where you at on all this? Uh, like, um... My like my political dreams were crushed early in the year when uh when my candidates were already out. Yeah, and uh, I believe uh, like even, even yeah like like even off air um like me and Jock had a conversation. He was like, well, I guess you know Biden's left. And I was and I remember uh, like around that I was like, yeah, like around early voting. I was like, I guess he'll get my vote, but it's like the lesser of two evils. Like even with Hillary, so yeah, you know, which is why I do believe that like there should be more parties. There needs to be more independents that are stepping up. So I think that's awesome. So. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm with that. Um, Gary, that was a good point you brought up. But the whole Democrat, Republican, it's just meant to keep us divided. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, exactly. Divide and conquer, divide and conquer. Mm. This has been working for years, you know? And we got to stop doing it. So once again, like, yeah, we need more independence. We need to focus on, like, more, you know, people like Chance that's in the world. It's actually running. It's, it's out here with the people that knows what we're going through. It's actually for the people because, let's be real, man, none of these presidents are really for the people. I know Barack. I mean, in the House, senators, like, dude, I mean, Mitch McConnell has 500 pieces of, like, like bills on his desk that they haven't done shit with in, like, three years. Right, and Barack, I know he 
did a lot, but his only thing that he really did was like legalizing like gay marriage. Like really, you know, like if you think about it, that's his like stamp on everything, you know, but like did he really help the people? He like, got his health care, but they fucked that up. Yeah, the Obamacare. Yeah. So it is it's a lot, man. It's a lot of work we have to do. It's very, very deeply rooted, you know, but I think that's the problem in itself, man. Democrats, Republicans. Even right. uh, Addison said that, bro. He's like, you know, if, if we divide into like a two party system, that's gonna ruin like this this country. Dude, and, and and with that, with the two party system thing, when I was registering with the FEC, y'all should see how many fucking parties there are that are registered as you know what I'm saying? Like actual fucking parties, you know, like you choose them. It's like La Raza and all this shit like that. But none of them ever fucking get in because like the the machines of like the Democratic National Fucking Party and the fucking Republic like I mean it's huge. Like dude before um Republicans kinda came uh, about there were the Whigs and yeah. the Federalists and you know what I'm saying? Like all that shit. You know, I mean I don't know man like like it's in two thousand we didn't start mapping the shit like to the red and blue, you know, like the uh, Al Gore, um, George Bush, you know, like that had to recount and shit like that. That's when we started mapping red and blue. Those colors were sporting event. Yeah. I, I think that was because it, it took like a whole month to decide the winner. So, dude, like, yeah, that shit was fucking crazy. I mean, I don't know, and like, like I said, I'm running as an independent, like, because we need more independent, like, thinkers. Like, we don't need people that are like in the pockets of like parties or of corporations and shit like that. Like seriously, I think that like all fucking like politicians that like are like bought or like lobby for like, you know, uh, certain companies, like they should like on their fucking whatever they wear, they should look like fucking NASCAR drivers. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with all like the, like they should look like that. Like, I mean, I don't, yeah. Have y'all ever seen Idiocracy? We're a, yeah. I was watching that yesterday. Last night, I watched that. Dude, like, that is where we're going, like, with, you know what I'm saying, as we're going. Like, but if there's people... I watched it. I was like, I, I, you know, I haven't seen it since it came out or maybe a couple years after it came out. It came out, out like, 05 or shit like that. Yeah, I think yeah, you mean, like, like, working like at the movies when it came right? out. <laughs> it's like, 05, 06 or something like that, I believe, actually. Either way, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's scary accurate, you know, and I think that when you have this, uh, you know... Republican, Democrat, you know, and, and even to another extent, just presidency itself. Like when you have just two individuals running against each other, you're going to take out everything that you can to try to win, you know? But right. The thing with that is every time, you know, you always kind of, um, you know, people overcorrect, right? You overcorrect. So if you have this character here, the next person's going to be somebody wildly different, right? So once that gets a little bit more and more and more extreme, then that's when you get people like Kanye not even running, but possibly, I'm not saying he's going to win, you know, in 2020, but who's going to be president in 2024, 2028? You know, usually you see some of these candidates in, you know, grooming, you know, over time. I mean, look at the well right now. These are the best two options we've got. So I don't know what the answer is, uh, but I mean, I know that as long as we have this two-party system, as long as we're entrusting really the entire country's well-being or image in one person acting as kind of the poster boy or girl or whatever phrase is the right way to even say that nowadays for the country, I think we're always going to have these problems. Or even just one of two factions, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. with like, you know, 
Democrats and with Republicans because they always got their boy or their, their girl, you know what I'm saying? But it's either or. It's right. never nothing, you know what I'm saying? There's never any, like, there's, you know, remember when, uh, what was the guy, the, he used to run all the fucking time, Ross, Ross Nader. Yeah, or, yeah, Nader, like, you know, like, there's, we don't Ross have, Perot. we don't have, like, any of those, you know what I'm saying, anymore, you know, it's, it's weird, like, I remember Jill, like, Jill Stein being, like, you know, in 2016, being, like, kind of a hopeful or, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no one's going to fucking vote for Jen St- Jill Stein just because she's like Green Party. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's it's like, no, we, we got to go with the red or the blue. Like, we can't, you know what I'm saying? Well, and it's so, weird, too, when you see those identities. They make sense when companies or certain companies align with them. When you look at, okay, if you're in these brackets, you get these kind of breaks and this kind of stuff and this, that, and the other. It makes a certain amount of sense. But the problem is when it gets deeply engraved and you start seeing it almost pushed as agendas. Right. I mean, it's always you can agenda. see that at universities. I mean, so left, hardcore left. I mean, everything you're hearing is just pushing you left, 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 left. Nobody can really deny that, you know, and the professors are just shamelessly like, yeah, I'm, you know, over here and, you know, left, left. You know, then you go to certain companies. My last uh, job you know, as a private company, so hey, just about anything goes. There was, um, they had this thing back in, I guess it was 2012, yeah, where they were basically like, you know, I, I guess they thought about it, like we got a young, a lot of young people working here between, you know, 21 and 24, 25. They don't know what the hell's going on. Let's oh, but try the lefties. <laughs> so they kind of had like this little like, uh, you know, seminar or whatever that you can go to just to kind of hear about like poly- whatever, what's going on. And I mean, it was just like shamelessly hardcore right. right. Just like shoving it down your throat like, yeah, you know, worst case scenario, Obama wins again. You know, <laughs> you're just sitting there like, what? I'm listening. But, you know, you have these corporations that just, you know, whether that's universities on one side or, you know, these private uh, you know, companies over on the other side, just, hey, if you're here and you're one of ours, you're, you're a sheep, right? So we're going right. to shut this down your throat and go out there and go get them. And you know what that really leads back to? Like you said, it's like money. It's like, you know, having a certain amount of money, being in a certain tax bracket, business, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, it, oh, this, is, this guy is good for our business. This side is good for our, our business. Okay, these guys... They're giving education grants. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, uh, academia is like that. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, and my thing is, still, I just want to add one more thing, and then we can like move on. Yeah, like, even sure. in those those two party systems, you have them going at each other. Like you have the progressives and the conservatives. Like with the Democrats, you have you know your your AOCs versus like the Nancy Pelosi. So even within like that system, it's issues too. So it's just once again, we gotta just fix well, everything regarding that. You know. And like, and I always tell people this, so we can really leave it at this, because uh, this is a really good one. But like, left wing, right wing, it's, it's two wings of the same eagle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's it's two wings of the same eagle. Their their agenda is like it goes hand in hand. Like, it's yeah, gonna, and I'm know. I'm with you on that a hundred percent. I mean, that's why I try to stay out of it, because to me, they're all kind of full of shit. They're all basically saying the same thing in different ways. And they might say, oh, well, I'm pro this because I know that the voters will like that and I'll get their vote. But at the end of the day, are they really pro that? Usually, no. Usually it's all the same, just different, you know, 
elephant or a donkey? You know, yeah, you're an elephant or an yeah. ass, right? Yeah, and, those are both, and those are both shit animals. Why would you want to be either of those? Well, and it's all about funneling money to these businesses, corporations. Yeah. Like yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of companies and big businesses, uh, Ellen, what's going on in Ellen world? Yeah, she's so man. Uh, dragged. And my thing about that is, you know, everybody's been talking about this. Uh, she's been treating her workers like very bad. It's been a toxic environment. I even read articles saying that she doesn't even like allow them to like speak to her when she's on set, which is very fucked up because she has this personality like, man, she's so talkable, lovable, like all inclusive. Right. And you find out like, that's not what it is. You know, it's just like a show for sure front for us you know it's it's kind of sad because the people that actually work for you is the reason why your business is like performing so well because they're putting in the work you know the grunt work and stuff that people don't want to do you know so you should be treating them like with utmost respect and like at least having a conversation with them hey you know how's it going thanks for like, working with you like whatever it is show like some appreciation and the fact that she's not it's like disheartening so i'm not really i don't feel bad for her like at all you know in my opinion you know, one thing uh, i'll say about it is uh, I believe uh, one of one of her uh, co-hosts, I believe it's black guy that's on there easily do, does like all the dancing. Uh, not so long ago, I think he was like being interviewed. And he was like, "Well, you know, um, of course, like that's our guy." He was mentioning he was like, "Yeah, you know, when she's at the top, you know, notice some people in Hollywood try to put her down." So apparently, like she had like other people. I think like she had like Michael Strahan on, and because of that Kelly Ripa got mad. So supposedly like her and then like a lot of other people in Hollywood don't like her. So She's trying to, I guess her team's trying to say it's like a ploy to take them down. And supposedly even the, like a lot of the issues were mainly with like three producers and not her. But at the end of it, she's the head of the snake. So she obviously knew what was going on at some point. Yeah, she's still in control, definitely. Yo, I got a crazy ass theory on Ellen that I like peeped like a couple, it's been out for like a couple months. It was like, Right, kind of when the, uh, like when, you know, the lockdowns and shit happens and, you know, like real serious or whatever. But, uh, you know, so like these people, like they, I guess they were like, you know, watching her show and like saw like, you know, her and Oprah because they're like supposedly like going through like some shit like behind the scenes that no one really knows about. Because supposedly like the elites are about to get take, oh, not the elites, I'm talking about Hollywood is about to get like super exposed um, for like, all kind of like you know the Epstein shit, you know, like with all that going on. But uh, supposedly, like a uh, like pe- people of the likes of like Ellen, like Oprah, shit like that, they're on house arrest. So mm. that's the reason why like we're still on house arrest in a way, <laughs> because they are they can't like be like in the studio. That's why they're still doing shit like at their home and like their shows. Like, dude, like. They can go to the studios if they want to. You know what I mean? It's not like that whole place is like, you know, like just how we go to the grocery store. <laughs> but, you know, like contaminated. But they're still like, you know, like doing the at-home shows, pushing that shit real hard. Have y'all noticed like how like uh, all the um, like TV stuff, like all the entertainment, like, you know, everyone's like, uh, they've like came around to like the stay-at-home thing. And, you know, it's, it's like, it, it's been like, Okay, well, you know, when things do let back up or anything, it's like, nah, we're we're here and we're here for good. You know, it's, it's like that. Like, I I saw these pictures with like 
these people there like zoomed in like she had like the, she was like sitting on her couch she has like an ankle monitor on her and oprah like dude it's all kind of crazy shit mike you could probably even like google like uh, ellen house, house arrest and like this shit will like pop up dude like it's like crazy like it's so weird how sleuthy people are you know what i'm saying like they figured this type of shit out yeah, but, yeah. yeah it's crazy it man. seems plausible though man it seems it, i mean it seems plausible you look at the fa- so right when i google that usa today fact check ellen oprah many others are not under house arrest <laughs> See, it's like yo okay but dude, it's also that, very on the nose with like actually all of the people that we just named are good they're not you know they're good they're good it's like very specific. <laughs> that's a little, like you said, it's a little too on the nose, man. Like that's. <laughs> it's conceivable, yeah. And I mean, when you think about the spread, not only of COVID, but also the spread of, you know, COVID misinformation. How does that happen? The media. We talked about that episode. I think it was twenty nine. Where, I mean, the media is everything. That's the one who pushes agendas. That's the that's that's the the entity that the media, the entities, I guess, that um, really can sway everybody's public perception. Perception's reality. So, you know, hey, here's the situation. So if they say, hey, nothing to see here, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun theory, but, I mean, that didn't really explain, like, the rest of the world's complicity and, you know, like, all right, well, America's talk show's circuit is challenged by house arrests, so let's just play along, you know. That's why, man, like, journalists and news, the newspapers should get more love because that's where information is coming from. Like, journalists are out there putting in, like, the real work. They never get credit for that, you know? So, Dude, um, newspapers. Like, the real news is in yeah. newspapers. Yeah. Still. Right, exactly. Like, it's so weird. Like, those are where the real reporters are. They're still, like, in print. Right. And it's going out of business, you know, unfortunately, because nobody reads newspapers anymore. Because everything is getting so. sensationalized. Right. It's all clickbaity. Um, as soon as you see headline porn, yeah, yeah, um, it's hundred percent the headline porn. Gary. And Chance, and, mm-hmm. and Chance also brought up a good point too. You had mentioned um, as far as like, hey, like how come you know no one's in the studio? One thing with that is like, if if we have teams and leagues in a bubble, able to be in sporting events, like we're watching the NBA now, you'd figure there's a way that Hollywood, considering how much money they're making, there should be a way where they can continue filming in like in their studios and, and they have whole warehouses and wb you know yeah. one of bros one of bros towers you know you figure they can at least isolate everybody that's on set how the producers go in start filming have editors editing and you can still have actors do their thing by coming in and getting tested i just don't see how all of a sudden hollywood's unlocked as well yeah hollywood runs the world too you know well, I mean, we know they're like they have a big hand in a lot of things so they should be able to you know I can see, you know, like studio productions um, that have like a consistent staff. Like if you were to do yeah. it that way and say, all right, we're all basically going to quarantine here. You know, the the challenges with that is, you know, having access to the daily test. I, I still don't know how the NBA just has an infinite amount of tests. I'll take it though. Hey, I'm loving sports. But, you know, you'd have to be able to produce that. You'd have to be able to say, you know, basically only this staff you know like because you couldn't go really have the hundreds of different crew members and all that like be in and out and you know possibly help spread that you know i that part i get but to your point i mean if it's a smaller production you know it's going to say hey this same staff handles these same couple of shows you know that gives people jobs gives people that live studio time so i mean i guess it's 
a different thing though for them to kind of uh agree i guess for sports they have that contract that you know you might just lose it if you can't do it you know you can't really phone well, in you, from home for football you know when you're in film though i mean you're kind of under a contract and usually like you know films say you know depending on you know the film like they usually shoot for anywhere from like you know two weeks to like two months and it's usually in the same studio you know i'm pretty sure they you know move shit around and shoot on location shit like that but i mean if the studio heads you know if if everyone else if the entire world like sports i mean everyone else is like kind of adjusting to the shit why really isn't hollywood you know it's kind of you know i mean the movies kind of stopping and everything like that you know even you know being filmed and shit like that it's just kind of it's just kind of weird you know what i'm saying like why are they all they all at home you know but yeah. everyone else kind of, and I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's a, like you said, it's a fun theory. But it's, it's fun. And I mean, it's very theoretical because, I mean, those are the people that run the country, you know. Right. Like, Hollywood runs country. I don't care what anybody says. Hollywood and. It does. That's, it, that's it where sure the agendas does. are created, you know. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned America's a propaganda machine, so. Hollywood is the propaganda. I mean, those, those are the elites. Like, yeah. the fucking, you know, the Hollywood people, those are the elites, you know, outside of the, like, money families and, you know, political dynasties and shit like that. But those are the guys with all the bank. I mean, why do, why do we pay Tom Cruise $200 million to, like, ride a motorcycle, like, just like he was doing, like, 30 fucking years ago? You know what I'm saying? Why are we still paying that guy that shit? You know? I don't know, man. Hollywood, the that's the economic, you know, the yeah. economics behind it. They have the money. <laughs> They're basically saying, all right, you contribute this percentage of our success to the movie selling. It's going to make, you know, millions, billions. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's, it is an interesting theory, you know, movies pause. I mean, I get, you know, the logistics behind it, you know, different crew members and, um, but I mean, you'd think that shows would be a little bit more creative, you know, to your point. Right. Um, Especially studio shows. Sure. Like, you know, because yeah. then you just like, oh, well, we can like shoot for fucking two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Two episodes a day. Like, let's, you know, get it in and then get it out. Y'all go do something else. Then all those like, you know, those crew, those, uh, the actors, like, you know, everyone's they're getting their bank right then and there. And so they can like quarantine for two weeks and then come back and do another job. You know what I'm saying? If that's what it takes. I don't know. I'd be a fucking great Hollywood exec. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. That's yeah. the thing is I don't – I've come to kind of think of it this way, right? I mean, COVID, whether it's a super-duper version of a flu or not, you know, I, what do we know about the flu? It's, you know, it comes in seasons. It doesn't really go away. So right. – I don't know if COVID ever really goes away. Maybe it's one of those things that you get an annual vaccine just because, you know, just like flu, it's not like if you get the flu one time, you're good. You'll never need it. You'll never get it again. No, you might get the flu again, you know? So um, reason I say all this is I don't know how long this goes on. It essentially could be a part of our lives, you know, indefinitely. Yo, yo, speaking of COVID, and this is real quick, I'm watching the Boston Miami game on, on mute or whatever. And someone, damn, I can't really tell who it was, but someone on the heat got, like, a cut or whatever, like, on their finger. And they, like, showed him, like, you know, kind of, like, patching him up with the little thing or whatever. But this thing was right back on the floor. 
Like they're not too worried about COVID on this shit. Yeah, well, it's I mean, they crazy. get tested daily. If you get the, if you, you know, if you pass, you play. If you don't, you don't play. You get quarantined. They isolate you for two weeks. Yeah, but he got cut on the floor. They put this dude right back in. They give him a bandaid or nothing. Yeah, That's but I mean, it, it also doesn't pass through that manner. I don't think. I mean, at least it's not HIV, so they should be all right. Yeah, you know, like Carl Malone, he didn't want to play with magic and shit. <laughs> Speaking no, of sports, man, and all that, like, how do y'all feel about The Rock uh, buying the XFL? Y'all think that's... Hey, good- man, third time's a charm. The Rock this is the fucking people's champ. He's the most entertaining fucking dude, like, ever. Like, I mean, shit, I mean, in movies and in, you know, wrestling and shit like that. Uh, I think he can really... I, I think that he can... It's real-life ballers. You ever seen that show, Ballers? Yeah, that's what It I is. Think. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> So, uh, like, I, I think that it's going to be actually really successful because, you know, Vince trying to, you know, be Vince. Like, that, like football wasn't his game. You know what I'm saying? Like, The Rock, like, he, he was masterful in football, you know, in college and, you know, uh, you know, fucking, like, I mean, he's very knowledgeable still. And with the wrestling aspect of it, I, I think it's going to be real good. And I think maybe they even get to keep the same teams and shit now since it's not such a big gap in between the seasons and shit. Right. Um, I think it would be a good idea too, man. Like, I respect Dwayne Johnson you know, a lot because he, he works very hard, extremely hard. You know, I'm a big wrestling fan, so of course, like, you know, The Rock, People's Champ, like I know him from that. And then his Miami days, you know, uh, the U. But, you know, all in all, he's a black man, you know, and you know how I feel about that, man. I'm 100% like supporting that and I just hope that like everything's done the right way because XFL is fun. It's a fun thing to watch, you know. Uh, so I guess time will tell how that actually goes. But I'm excited for it personally. Fifteen million is all it really cost him. Hey man, mm-hmm. the, what, how, how know, much of a percentage is it? Is it the whole thing? So I, I know it's not done deal yet, but. Um, this report from Pro Football Talk says the XFL had no other qualified bids beyond The Rock's $15 million bid, which is very low. I mean, $15 million. No. Yeah, for, for entire field. That was a favor from Vince. To me, me, pretty much. That was a favor from Vince because The Rock, fucking 20 years ago, The Rock saved, like, The Rock alone with Stone Cold and, you know, all the fucking greats from the Attitude Era. But The Rock kind of single-handedly saved Vince after Stone Cold got hurt. You know what I mean? That's like he stepped yeah. in and he kept it that's alive. a favor from him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, for the next two years, dude, that shit was on fucking fire. You know what I mean? Like, like that shit. whole 98, yeah. Dude, that, like, from, like, night, well, it was, like, it really was, like, night, late 99 to, like, 2001 to, like, 2001 is when, yeah, he got suspended when he did the Scorpion King and shit like that uh, after WrestleMania. So, for, like, two solid years, he like saved Vince's ass, dude, and like that was like the probably the most money that company ever made. Yeah, how do you feel about it, Gary? Him like purchasing everything. Uh, him purchasing it, I think it's dope because it's, it's gonna allow the Houston Roughnecks to get one more stint in trying to get a ring. One, you know, trying to localize it. But I think the biggest thing too is the league was fun. Like uh, people were forgetting the the NFL aspect. The NFL doesn't have a, like a G League or you know or, or a farm system like MLB. Or NBA, so there were several times where they were discussing, like, "Hey, like this could be that funnel for a lot of these guys who didn't make it to then be able to hop in." And uh, and not just that, but if they can 
monetize it or find a way to kind of partner with the NFL, it could really be a moneymaker. And it was actually doing well up until COVID. So I think that, that was smart by him. That's the worst part of all this. I mean, it, like right when it starts to pick up, all you know, COVID hits. And I mean, I know that's the case for a lot, not just XFL, but right when it starts working, boom, that's whenever all this happens, you know. But I think, you know, it really was starting to pick up momentum. I went to a game, I, I guess the last week that it was uh, going on, turns out one of the opposing players actually had COVID and tested positive for it, you know, after the fact. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's – I'm with you, Gary. I think they need to make it part of the league, you know, part of the farm system, you know, instead of – you know, you, you can actually develop players so you don't go, you know, play football in college, get yourself into the league, and then let's say you're just playing for two, three years and you're done. You know, if you're a high school hero – but not good enough to succeed at the league level, why not use the XFL as a developmental league, you know, and leak right into the NFL, you know, two-way contracts, just the way the NBA does. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity there. And I think the rock being as smart and as marketable as he is, can find a way to uh, make the most out of it. Hey man, Cap and Antonio Brown, tell you, you're going to take over, man. XFL. <laughs> Do you think uh, that, you know, Something like a you know the NFL having a farm system or something would kind of kill the uh, NAACP. I mean, not the NAACP, the uh, NCAA, the NCAA, because like you know only like California players are getting paid and shit like that. So you know what I mean? Like they can get paid as well as develop. You know? So do you think that that will kind of kill the NCAA? Well. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think it would kill it. I don't think. I think you'd still have, you know, people would still prefer to go play, you know, for like the U, or play for you know Alabama instead of playing for the Houston Roughnecks. You know what I mean? Like they would still rather have like those glory years and win a national championship, unless the XFL is paying people major contracts, major money, but. You need to have the viewership. You need to sell the merchandise. You need to have the whole economy tied to it that they don't have yet. But I think if anybody can do that, it would be somebody like The Rock. He my should thing, be the president. Right. My thing is, is it's more options too, you know? Like, right. You know, I was going to say it's, it's, not, it's more of an option. Yeah. I appreciate they're not stuck with, hey, I have to do this or I have to do this, you know? And, and not even that, but the NBA found a way to make that perfect medium where, like, you have those Lonzo's or Zion's were one and done. You know, they go to a big-name school like UCLA, Duke. But then you also have the other guys, like even like LaMelo, who goes overseas. Like, it's that same kind of interaction where you can still have a college guy go to a big, big-name big school like USC, you know, um, or Alabama, and to have that namesake. But then, you know, maybe, of course, like you can't be a Maurice, like a Maurice Claret and be a one and done in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So you have to develop, do at least two years. But say if that guy doesn't want to do that, he wants to do like one year of college or be like, you know what, I'm going to do my two years, you know, in the XFL, ball out and then get picked up by a team and still get paid. So the NBA has found a way to master that. I, I feel like The Rock bought it at a perfect time because maybe this could be the time to really get that economy going where you can kind of figure out a way where every company can make money off of it. We all eat mentality. All right, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, like do I, it. The Rock. Is there, any, is there any word on like how um, the NFL is going to go about with uh, fans? 
No, me and Mike was just talking about that, actually. They've uh, been quiet. Well, Odell Beckham hasn't been quiet. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been talking. Oh, they're always snitching or doing some dumb shit. Yeah, trying to stay, like, in the limelight. But I don't know, man. I, I think the NFL actually, uh, in my opinion, you know, it's not factual, I'm about to say, but I think they're actually trying to uh, do the best that they actually can with keeping everybody safe. Of course, I don't know how the bubble system's going to actually work within them. Because, you know, NBA has been doing this shit perfectly. Like, if right. anything, they, everybody should lead. They should take their lead with everything, you know, especially the MLB. Okay. Um, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But I feel like, you know, NFL should still continue to start. You know, they're getting paid billions of fucking dollars. You know what I'm saying? You got people like us that's out here, like, not getting paid that much money, you know, like that. So, you know, you shouldn't be complaining about um, starting back up or one, not wanting to play again, you know, in my opinion. NFL uh, so weird. Yeah, I mean, with all that, they haven't really talked about like an actual bubble. I think they'll still be traveling Probably. from market to market. Now, I think you learn from the way baseball did it because they don't seem to have. And again, these are all allegations. I don't know how much yeah. of it's been confirmed, but you know, you keep hearing about them being kind of laissez-faire, like just out and about. You know, not really paying attention to rules and not really following the protocol to where the league is saying, hey, if we have more cases and it keeps going, we're going to shut it down. It's like, dude, you have to set the protocol, though. You have to set the example. You have to lead from the top, you know? And, I mean, I haven't seen much really at all on, on you know, Goodell mentioning what precautions they're going to actually take. But, you know, they're eliminating the preseason. Um, you know, you see different – uh, equipment manufacturers coming out with new innovative, you know, like face shields and things like that. And I mean, when you do travel to a certain extent, you do stay in a bubble to, you know, I mean, NFL, you don't really get that same amount of time to go out and about and kind of lure the sit, you know, kind of walk around the way that you would with baseball, football, you're there the night before doing your walkthroughs and all that. The second the game's over, you shower and you're right back on the jet home, you know? Now, what they do when they get home, that's where, you know, it, you know, they could go out and about and all that when they're on their own. But, you know, I think there's ways to try to at least mitigate the risks for sure. I don't know if they can, you know, eliminate it entirely, though. Yeah, no, facts, Mike. I agree. They're not – some people are going to end up catching it still. I mean – Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you see some players that are opting out before, just not even wanting to really roll the dice, which is fine, you know, with their families, you know, life right. you know family first right um and then you see people that actually get it or if you're stafford false positives says you have it you don't but right. you know you'll sit out follow the protocol they do have a covid ir you know basically where if you go on the covid list they'll be able to kind of fluctuate and not have to worry about you know roster management and whatnot but uh, it's going to be interesting. I think the uh, economics will be interesting in all the leagues because, you know, the salary caps are going to take major hits because of the lack of revenue brought in this year without, you know, fans, concessions, merchandise sales, and all that. So yeah, People don't realize how much those uh, those fried uh, chicken nuggets cost. What is it? Yeah, the chicken tenders, paying 20, paying 20 bucks for it. Tenders and a Coke, you know. A so. slice of raw chicken <laughs> with a freaking quarter pound of breading. That's what that shit is. But a uh, positive intent, man. Breading into the ranch. You're not eating chicken, you're eating breading at that point. Right. But, yeah, positive intent, man. I think they'll do as best as they can as far as keeping everybody mm -hmm. safe. You know? Speaking of sports, we, we – 
kind of danced around it last time, but we didn't get into the nitty gritty. Is Tyson versus Roy Jones? Jock wanted to bring it back. You know, Jock had to miss last week, but uh, you wanted to bring it back to the forefront because you were kind of curious about the rule change there. Right, and just first and foremost, I'm excited like everybody else to see them actually fight. I just hope they don't really seriously hurt each other. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. But um, as far as the actual rule changing, so from what I was reading today, they can't knock each other out, no KOs. And this one that took me for a loop, it's not going to be anybody that's actually no judges scoring the actual uh, match. So, like, if it's nobody scoring it, yeah, if it's nobody scoring it, so, like, what's really – how are we going to, like, choose, like, actual winner, you know? So I'm just kind of confused on that. And then I was watching an interview with, with Mike Tyson from TMZ, and dude was like, hey, you know, so are we going to see a knockout? And Mike Tyson was like, well, you know, I'm always looking for it. So if it presents himself, presents itself, excuse me, like, it's going to happen pretty much. But then that goes against the rules. And so that, that allows me to believe that, like, Mike Tyson's a killer, bro. We all know that. When he's in the ring, it's a different person. So I think once they're in the ring, those glory days are going to start coming back in. And you know, once he hits him, like, oh, shit, I still got it. Yeah, yeah, I really think Mike Mike Tyson gonna follow the rules. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's like, I think something's gonna I was switch. Like, Wait, yeah, Mike not following the rules. Right. Yeah, so I, I think something's gonna switch in his head. He's gonna black out probably, and then one of them gonna wake mm-hmm. up, and then somebody's gonna be in a stretcher or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what I don't want to see because like I respect both of them a lot. You know, I respect Mike, of course, and uh, Roy Jones. I don't want to see nobody like end up in the hospital like seriously hurt. And then on, on that end, I don't want to see people hyping them up to where they're going to actually, like, go fight younger people because they think, oh, I still got it. And they end up really getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is how I feel about it, you know? No, you're yeah. right. Yeah, Tyson. Are, might it, are there any more fights on the this? card? Huh? Are there any more fights on the card? Uh, yeah, outside they, of, uh, they, I mean, they, outside of Nate Robinson and uh, Jake Paul or whatever? Oh, yeah. That's all I know. But, I mean, that. You know, that's just irrelevant. We all just here for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, you know. Yeah, um, I still do want to see Nate knock him out, though. Yeah. I want to oh, see him knock him out. So he going to punch him like the, the little <laughs> dude on uh, Friday after next. He's yeah. like, he, he jumps over and punches the nigga at the right. grandma's house. I'll shit. tell you this, though. I did that thing for the big three last year where I was courtside, you know, getting photos and all that. And Nate, Nate Robinson was in big three. Hey, Nate Robinson's our height, man. Not Chance's height, but everybody else on this call, Nate Robinson's about our size. So, I mean, whatever Mr. Paul's got on him, like, he's going to have the reach. So, I mean, even though Nate Robinson's that pro athlete, he's going to have to get in there and have to be hissing at him quick. Yeah, so, like, yeah, my thing on the Mike Tyson thing, so how are we going to pick a winner if it's nobody judging it or scoring it? I think it would be kind of fun if, like, they kind of just leave it up to the eye test or just have kind of – I guarantee you a hardcore boxing fan is going to be at home, is going to hop on Twitter, like, hey, I have the actual scorecard, you know, like with each punch and hit. But it will be kind of fun just kind of squirt at home with friends. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that would be dope. If we could just, like – if they, like, come up with, like, scorecards and they just be like, oh, okay, like, yeah. we just print this shit out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, when you go golf, I mean, you know, on the same thing, got that sheet of paper, logging it. So, you same thing if they can do it for boxing. And my thing is, like, what does it look like going forward? Because I know Mike Tyson said this is going to be a Legends League. So, like, how many other people are going to step up and fight? Because <laughs> I know it's not going to be a one-and-done type thing because people think they still have it at older ages because you have your, you know, your George Foremans and Larry Holmes. What if he went back out there? <laughs> George, George Foreman? Foreman. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, what like what what I'm saying is like George Foreman, yeah, and Larry Holmes, they came back later in their career and like it was successful. Right. George Foreman won. 
Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes. Flat being serious. Larry Holmes actually fought Mike Tyson and didn't do bad. Y'all remember that? He fought a young Mike Tyson in his prime, and he like yeah. didn't get knocked out instantly. <laughs> that's why. That's why uh, Pac said that shit. Larry Holmes, Flabby is sick. Everybody, not George Foreman or or Larry Holmes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, hey, George Foreman was still boxing when he had the grill and shit out. I remember that shit. Exactly. Yeah. Lean. He kept ad adding different adjectives to it after a while, though. It's just the lean, mean, lean, mean, fighting. And it was like lean, mean, fat reducing, grilling, you know what? home under the sink machine. Like, yeah. man, quit acting, man. Marketing, man. <laughs> it may be wild, actually, but speaking of like Larry Holmes, I think Larry Holmes in his prime would have gave Mike in his prime like a run for his money, possibly. I don't know, man. Tyson I don't know. I watched him in the Larry Holmes was bad. Larry Holmes was a bad dude, though. He was, he was, he was nice. He had, he had, he held the championship for five years, bro, from 1978 to 83. Like that's a long time, consistently. Like we'll have to have a a don't at me boxing debate with JB. I want to argue. We yeah, we should get JB on. I mean, he'd know. He'd be able to speak through all the mechanics of it. But uh, hey, I'd knock Larry Holmes' old ass out. I, I have some. I have some, uh, some questions about goat. You know who's the boxing goat? It, it, I feel like it's up for it's. It's not as clear cut as everybody would make it out to be. It's the greatest man, Ali. Hey, we'll have a we'll have a it's don't have debate on that one. <laughs> Who you think it is, R Rocky? <laughs> Rocky? Nah, not the not the real one. Yeah, I know. Nah, okay. we'll save it. We'll Balboa. save it. So that's. <laughs> That's everything on the docket this week. So uh, make sure y'all tune in uh, next week. I got one more thing I want to say too, man. Um, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but the thing that happened in Lebanon, we're at Lebanon today with the explosion. So it was some explosion that. today that happened like in one of their warehouses where they keep fireworks and it killed like a lot of people out there in, in that city, you know, in uh, Barat, Beirut, Le yeah, Beirut, Lebanon. Beirut. So, yeah, so, like, you know, prayers go out to everybody out there because it's very unfortunate how it happened. Because you imagine you're just eating dinner, you walking, and then, like, looking, explosion, you know. So, um, if you guys can, like, look it up, too. Mike, I don't know if you want to pull it up right now, Mike. This, it's actually, I yeah. saw it, yeah. yeah. People were uh, – It covered, like, over two miles in radius. Yeah. People were getting wow. hit on balconies. Like, it was pretty It was pretty rough. I mean, I'm sure if you scroll down Instagram, by the time people are listening to this, they'll see a lot of that. They'll but, see, yeah, it's wait, a two-mile radius explosion? Yeah, we don't know what the cause of it is yet, but it's like two miles away, people dying still. Yeah, what? <laughs> crazy. Yo, that sounds like some shit. But yeah, so prayers out to uh, you know Lebanon right now. For real man, very unfortunate. Woo. Prayers indeed. You know, be grateful for what you have. You know. Um, but yeah, on that note, light, make it lighthearted. We're grateful for y'all listening. Um, you know, make sure you subscribe, YouTube. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Chance, you got the lingo down. What do they have to do? Oh, uh, like, comment, share, subscribe. There you go. So do all of that. Check us out on YouTube. Of course, also look at the website, therep.network. We got a bunch of new merch on there. We got, uh, you know, all of our pages are updated and whatnot. It's, it's a clean site. We haven't added our bios yet. We're going to get into that. Jock, I know you had some heat coming out with the Pierre style, too. Yeah, facts. Uh, I got oh. some masks coming out this week, actually. Actually, tomorrow. I should be here. Uh, so, 
stay look out for that. You know, I'm excited. It's going to be some dope material, you know, breathable and real protective. So, yeah, thanks for the support, you know, everybody. And, you know, once again, we got everything else on there, too. The Don't Have Me shirts, uh, the Evolve fashion, you know, everything. So it's, just check it out, guys, when you get a chance. You got to get the hats. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Catch us next week. Don't at me. Peace.